Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 35 of Netlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product views, as well as many other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. And we're a really packed episode today with loads of segments. Uh, lots of new pictures have surfaced since uh, the last episode of Catching Fire Scent and the Actors. We are bringing back some fun um, some segments of last episode since we ran out of time. Because um, our chapter analysis was so but long. But you keep saying it's really good. It was so really good. It was long. I don't think you should complain about it. I'm not complaining. Um, so the main focus of this episode is Chapter 9 of Catching Fire. So our first segment, as usual, is Pan and Post, where we update you on the most major news stories in the Hunger Games franchise. So as Matt said, there's a lot of pictures. So our first news stories are going to be about pictures, and the rest are more regular, not traditional pictures. <laughs> not about pictures, yeah. Um... I mean, of course, when people are fil- when the um, Lionsgate is filming, we're going to have a lot of pictures leaked out, especially more than the Hunger Games, because it's actually, like, a big franchise now. As before, it was just a speculated franchise. Yeah. Um, so, filming has occurred, has been occurring in Atlanta, Georgia, and a huge poster was discovered recently. There are many speculating that it might be capital propaganda in District 12, and, um... As we're looking at the picture, um, it depicts three coal miners looking upward as they rest their, like, mining equipment over their shoulders with the caption, Building a Better Tomorrow. Um, filming is no longer taking place at this particular location. However, since the sign was left up, it's possible that they may return. They'll be back. I'll be back. Um, so cool. I love propaganda. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's, it's really big. Like, it takes up... A good portion yeah, of the side like of the building. Billboard instead yeah, it's more like a billboard instead of a poster. Yeah. Um, which I would think it's, I would think this is more of like a, like a television, the way it looks. Yeah. Like, it was a, a shot of it, mm-hmm. but it, it says poster, so, um, yeah. I like that, that's cool. Um, so more pictures have been leaked depicting, uh, District 12's Hunger Games winners taking the reaping stage, and the two lead characters in the scene are the red-headed woman and a younger-looking younger gentleman. And they seem to be the unnamed um, District 6 tributes, which are portrayed by James Logan and Yvette Lee Sanchez. I actually think I got one right this time. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, we see giant bowls on the stage that indicate this is the reaping, um, just like we saw in the Hunger Games movie, the kind of fishbowl-looking mm-hmm. things. So peacekeepers and others may be past Hunger Games victors. Also litter the stage that we see here. Oh. Oh, the balls we see here. That's so funny and how, like... Like, in the background, it's just, like, regular buildings and stuff? Yeah, and, and you can see it's at an airport, because in the background of some of the pictures um, the from Hypable, mm-hmm. um, you can see the airplanes in there. Where do so, people get these photos? Um, They have people actually take them, like, they on have location. Right, but do they have rights to take those photos? Uh, are they, like, I don't know. Like, I, they I doubt they have rights, them? because they're, like, leaked photos. Like, they're not... Like, if Lionsgate isn't producing the photos... And like you know, advertising or whatever. If like, it doesn't have, not, yeah, if it doesn't have Lionsgate's name on it, then yeah, like, then it's not like well, this. Is like Lionsgate should approve it. Like oh, they, they'll tell fr- franchise like fan sites to take it down 
for, like, fan sites will put stuff up, and then they'll tell them, hey, look, you have to take that down if they're a big enough fan site. Yeah. And other smaller ones will get away with it. Someone will get sued. So, yeah, that's that's how the world works, Matt. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, oh, my you God. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got educated. You just got educated. how the world works. Bam! So, filming for the Victory Tour is underway, and Katniss, Pita, and Hamish were seen filming at an Atlanta airport, so it seems to be a lot of airports they're filming at, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting. It just seems it's, like it's easy. Yeah, and, and it's not an actual, like, um, like Harry Potter, for instance, like, Leafston Studios, like, I don't know, they actually went there and filmed and, like, had the sets where, here, it's like, they kind of just set them up, and then, oh, we're going to take it down, we already did that. It's yeah. kind of, like, on a road. They just need a place, they don't need, like, a real, like, right. set. Yeah, which kind of stinks, because hopefully they'll rebuild the sets, and then we can visit them. Um, this isn't Harry Potter, sweetheart. Well, it's getting there. Um, <laughs> so, in the first photo we see, they appear to be in rehearsal, since none of them are in their actual Victory Tour outfits. Mm-hmm. And behind them, the Victory Tour banners are hanging from the top of the airport hangar. See right here. And it's kind of looks like she's wearing a robe. It's a little weird. Maybe she's, like, not... Yeah, I mean, they're not an outbreak or something. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're just, like, um, practicing and everything. And so the last round of pictures depicts the set filled with cast members, largely paying district citizens, along with crew members and blue screens. So right in the center, there's a lookout tower with peacekeepers looking out on top of it, Mm -hmm. um, just like Katniss describes in District 12. Um, And the Justice Building in the background has the Capitol banner hung, so... This this is a better picture. Like it's it's very clear of like where everything is, and it's also cool to you know, that <laughs> random guy looking at the camera. Um, it's also cool <laughs> to see like the blue screens and how like you know a lot of times when we're watching movies we don't understand how much of it is CGI. Yeah, yeah. And put in in uh, post production. Those who don't know, CGI is computer generated image. Yes. Speak up a little bit, Matt. Um. Yeah, so this is just more indication that filming is underway, and we get, you know, some leakage, which is nice. For us. For us, yeah. Oh, I lied. Um, a few more shots here of Katniss, and um, she's rocking some gray boots. She looks pretty rocking fierce. Them. She's rocking the gray boots. Um, and it looks like she has darker hair in the movie uh, than, than the last movie. Correct me if I'm wrong here. It looks, doesn't it look darker here? No. No? <laughs> I mean, no. Like, I guess. Like, like she, she has, like, more of a brunette color. I guess. A little bit. It's, it's well, a little darker. Like, I think they have to uh. wait for it to set in. Yeah? Like, Josh is, Josh looks really blonde right now. And then it... They have to wait for it to set in a little bit You're more. an expert on Josh, so... Or hair products, either one, we're not sure. This is Clairol? No. Oh my god, guys, come on. <laughs> oh my god. Let me live. <laughs> So our other two stories are not about pictures, so you'll actually be able to follow along, along a little bit better. So Elizabeth Banks, who we all know plays Effie Trinket in the Hungry Games films, today confirmed, or not today, um, she confirmed that Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2 will be penned by Danny Strong. So she wrote on her official website, quote, right now I'm filming the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, but the powers that be hard, but the powers that be are hard at work. Adapting book number three, Mockingjay, going Twilight style. Not Harry Potter, apparently. The third book will be split up into two movies, both written by Buffy alum Danny Strong. Strong. Um, and she probably didn't have permission to leak this information out. Um, and I'm guessing Lionsgate wasn't too happy about that. And you'd think, like, she's kind of like a pro. Like, she's been acting for years yeah. and years. Like, shouldn't she know not to say stuff like that? No. <laughs> apparently not. And our last story is kind of well, interesting. How do you know that they weren't supposed because to Lionsgate 
if it doesn't come from Lionsgate, you don't know if it's actually true. I mean, we're, we're getting it from Elizabeth Banks, so I, we can, assume. we kind of know it's, yeah, we can assume it's true. But Lionsgate, they, they, they want to be able to release all their information. They don't want other people releasing it. So our last news story is a little bit interesting. Danny Williams accidentally let slip over Twitter that his friend Isaac King will be playing one of PETA's two brothers. Um, King himself seemed to confirm this by responding, thanking him. And he greatly resembles Josh. It's a little creepy how much he resembles him. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did he let him know that he got the part, like, on Twitter? Like, hey, no, you no. got the part! And he was, was like, like, oh my god! Which is his friend, like, oh, hey, I heard you got, you, you have to play Peter's brother, that's great. And then he responded, thank you. Um, but it was like, Lionsgate didn't put that information out. That, yeah. yeah. It's like actors, get get your stuff together here. Yeah. But he does oh, look, like, weirdly like him. Oh, oh, I mean, it's crazy how much they look alike. Oh it looks like God. his older brother. It really does. I feel like it looks like his younger... They look like brothers. Yeah. Or we'll fraternal twins. They could be fraternal yeah, twins. That's what I was saying, yeah. That's Cra- cool. It's crazy how mon- how identical they I are. I don't ever remember Google the brother Isaac King. a big part, though. Yeah, that's my other question. That we were he, about where does the brother even come in? <laughs> yeah, like, does that mean that in Mockingjay or Catching... Well, obviously, Catching Fire, because they're filming that now. Is he actually gonna have a part, or yeah. is he just gonna be in the background? Yeah, right. I'm guessing like he'll maybe have a line if that. I feel like he should have a line, or else the people, like audiences, are Someone gonna confuse him too. Someone that beautiful yeah. should like, have a line. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> like, someone that beautiful should have a line, referring to this lookalike. Well, e- everybody Josh. in Hollywood is beautiful, yeah. so Not that's everybody. everybody in Hollywood should have a line. That Beauty totally is in the eye of the beholder. Ladies. <laughs> so that wraps up the news. And what a great news it was. Thank you a great news? A, a, there, there's just one. A great news is. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, stop talking. <laughs> 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 Grammar right. mistakes. <laughs> oh my all right, all right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, through the eyes of Cat and Severdeen, where we analyze the books by <laughs> chapters, we now have open discussion to the entire series. Last episode, Matt led our very long chapter now. Oh my chapter god, eight. just let it go. I'm it not, was I'm, Matt, I'm proud of it. I'm, what if you say, it's very long. Don't be very long. It's good. Long is good. Sometimes. Sure, it's bad-ish sometimes. Yeah, it depends. You know, sometimes it can be short and sweet and to the point. Other times it's just we have a no substance. If let it die. If listeners actually like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Email in and say if you any, like chapter eight analysis. You could have stopped me at any time, but you didn't. Well, apparently I did, because I cut you off a lot. But, anyway, so I will continue leading our discussion in Chapter 9, because I seem to be the only host actually here. They're physically here, but we're not going Matt hasn't said anything so far. I've said my fair share. You, you've said little comments. About Josh Hutcherson's <laughs> lookalike. That doesn't even count, Matt. So, you have to help me. Well, okay, I can't add contribute if you don't say anything insightful. <gasps> Oh, oh, God. Oh, you did not oh, just diss me. Boom. No. I did. No. Suck on it. I'm just, I should be the ref. Okay. <laughs> you are the ref. Right. Okay. So, Matt, why don't you engage and fill in on okay, where we well, left well, off? Oh, God. No, it's your chapter. You do it. <sighs> I'm trying to... I'll go. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was you wouldn't even hear last episode, but here's where we left off. Basically, um... Peter, not Peter, definitely not Peter. Gail was whipped <laughs> in the square. Everyone was watching, and um, 
And he was in pain, obviously, because he was whipped. Oh, my God. And Kat, is, her emotions were running high. And, and that's when she... Kissed him! Oh, my God. Okay. Um, oh while well, he is unconscious, though. So does right. that really count as a kiss? That's like a fake I mean, kiss. he was kind of half of unconscious because he kind of, like, woke up when she kissed him. He was like, oh, God. Oh, God, you're Oh, awake. God, oh, God. <laughs> it's kind of creepy to kiss someone when they're asleep. Like, you're not, like... Like, okay, that's, like, the kind of thing, like, we're in a book, it seems romantic, but, like, yeah. when it would happen in real life, it's like, <laughs> just like, weird. Whoa. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> You'd, like, uh, wake up You do that. know he's asleep, right? Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> just walk into someone's house and kiss them. Yeah. I mean, he was in her house, but... Anyway, you put it. It's some romantic movies, but no, it's, just, it's not. It's yeah. not. <laughs> so now, starting with chapter nine, Peter wakes up. Um, Peter wakes Katniss up, and um, she wakes up sitting next to Gail, who's lied on the um, kitchen table um, because he's healing from his injuries uh, the previous night from the whipping. And she wakes up with both of their fingers interlaced. Together. Is that the right wording? Intertwined. Like inter- intertwined. Intertwined. Interlaced, yeah. Whatever. That's cute. So, cute image. Except nobody likes you. Yeah. And so, Katniss says... <laughs> okay, I found it. What? All right, so... What? She's talking about PETA. His willingness to throw his lot in with mine entirely when I gave him so little in return. No matter what I do, I'm hurting someone. Mm. So... Amen. I, I don't know. She actually is. <laughs> is this true? Like, is she, like, really anything she does, she's hurting someone? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like she kind of makes a big deal about it, and, like, something she just can't help. Like, she can't help, like, how she feels about the two guys, but I don't know. I don't really blame her for that, but I think some of the decisions she makes, she could be blamed for. Do you think that it's mainly, because it's obviously a combination of both, but do you think it's mainly her decisions that are hurting people, or what happens to her that she can't control? Like, external forces. That's a good question. Um, okay, answer it. I'm trying! Matt, <laughs> you're so hard. You answer it, Matt! <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. If you're, if you're so... Do you think it's... Okay, Matthew, do you think that it's Katniss's own decisions that are um, hurting other people? Um, mainly, Peta and Gail. Or do you think it's external forces? Obviously, it's a combination of both. Ex- which is more? External forces referring to what? Um, referring to the capital, referring to because it's snow. I mean, things no, that she no, can't it's control. Her. It's her. Oh yeah. That's causing all the pain. Because like, it's how, it's how she because it's how she handles those external factors that might influence the effect on her the people she's close to. I guess that's but, like, true. If she she's in the Hunger Games, right? Uh, 74. Yeah, but even that, like, just going back, like, she didn't have to be in the Hunger Games, you know what I mean? Like, it was her choice to be in for her sister. That's true, but the alternative, just let would her die. Would hurting her sister. Which would have been better for Nas anyway, but, yeah. you know. Oh my god! <laughs> get the whole trilogy. I know, right? Like, she went through so much. She just was <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, I need to read the third book again. Prim got shot in the forehead. No, she blew Oh, up. I did watch season eight. I think I, I know, you told us a couple times. She got shot in the forehead. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um Yeah, I think it's you know, I think it's I think it's external force. I mean I mean I just she agree. has she's an input on all this and like how she's you know, really reacting, but on this, I think it's her personality, and I think, like, that's the struggle. Like, if she wasn't who she was, if she wasn't as rebellious as she kind of is, 
um, then there, all these things wouldn't have happened. But that at the same time, if she wasn't rebellious, then we wouldn't want to read about her. She wouldn't be a good character. Right. So it's like, it's like sad to see all this stuff happening to her and her friends. But at the same time, it's like, that's what makes it a good story. Yeah. Which is like where the capital, we take joy in her yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, I know. How, we are the capital. We are. It's, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. So Katniss goes back upstairs because um, she fell asleep at the kitchen table. So now she goes up to her bedroom and she dreams about Clove pinning her down and cutting her and then transforming into a mutation. And then she wakes up t- wishing that PETA was there to hold her. Mm. I love PETA. She says, quote, I wish Peter were here to hold me until I remember I'm not supposed to wish that anymore. I have chosen Gale at the Rebellion, and Future with Peter is the capital design, not mine. Liar! Liar! That's not right. I feel like... But what does she mean, I have chosen Gale? Like, she wants... She didn't really choose Gale. All she did was How... kiss him and save him. Yeah, like, what does she mean, she I think it's Gale? just by association. So, like, she associates Gale with... Freedom. Freedom, District 12 home home you know her like he's her he's her like best friend he's her like brother so that's safety to her more than brother they're a little like yeah well now but um cousins no um (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're cousins um now and like pita is like this dangerous thing he's again like the cat he she associates pita with the capitals design the capitals you know plan and it reminds her of the Hunger Games, which were a scary thing for her. So I think, by nature, she just doesn't want to be with PETA because it scares her. But yet, she chooses to go with PETA, even after the capital is kind of fallen. Yeah. So it's, it's like... I, I feel mean, like that's the thing, how she, I feel like she really did love PETA all along, but it was because of those feelings that made her not want to be with him. Right. And at the same time, I feel like she's almost said, like, it scares me. I mean, maybe this is a quote from a different book, and I just think it's from this book. But I feel like like something along the lines, like, it scares me how much I love you. You know what I mean? Like, one of those things. Yeah, like, she I, I'm doesn't, sure she says something like Yeah, that. like, she doesn't want to love him as intensely as she does, but yeah. she has to. It can't really help where you fall in love with Exactly. Most of the time, yeah. God I'm sake. kidding, I'm kidding. But that comes out to the external forces right. question. Like, can you, like, she can't help it. Yeah. She can't help it. She can't help it. So, not much happens in this chapter, um, just a lot of, like, inner monologue, and, because there's a blizzard going on for most of it. So, this blizzard delays the peacekeepers from contacting Katniss about getting involved in the whipping, because she kind of, um, she got involved and she got, uh, slashed in the cheek, which Hamish was very upset about, uh, because that means that, you know. He likes her face. (laughs) She's too pretty. Um, well, really, that her, um. Her, I guess it was a, a shoot for her dresses to try, and her dresses would have to be delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is, is funny, because Haymitch. Yes. Like, really, like, why why Haymitch? Yeah. listen to the episode, I talked about this. So. What? Sorry, Mariah. We can't hear you, Matt. It's okay. I made a sassy comment. Okay. We'll let it slide. <laughs> um, AKA, we're going to ignore it. AKA, I can't <laughs> hear you because I have an infection. She's right in front of me and she's actually speaking into the microphone. Boom. Unlike you. Sorry. Okay. I can't run with her. I can't do it. <laughs> Speak up. I just can't. I can't. So she goes on to say, quote, less than a day ago, I was prepared to head into the wilderness with my loved ones in midwinter, meaning she'd run away. But she seriously thought she was going to do this? Yes. Oh with God. the very real possibility of the capital pursuing us. 
Um, but now I'm committed to something even more risky, fighting the Capitol, ensuring their swift retaliation. And I must accept that any moment I can be arrested. So she's really, from seeing Gail getting whipped um, and just having this dream of Clove messing with her, um, she's now kind of realizing that she can't run away from this, she has to face it, and that she's the only hope for District 12. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And so then she starts thinking about how her family is being impacted by all this, which she thinks about sometimes, like, not as much as I would imagine, but um, she kind of goes on about that for a while. And and then she says, quote, Gail is right. If people have the courage, this could be an opportunity, meaning, like, rebellion. He's also right that since I have set in motion, I could do so much, although I have no idea what exactly that should be. But deciding not to run away is a crucial first step. Um... Yeah, so she's just running away again. Yeah, and but she starts realizing that she can make a difference. Um, but then she starts talking about she's still planning to run away, which is like I don't know, so just, hypocritical. Like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah, I don't understand. I feel like if um like when stuff like this is happening, we kind of have to remember that she is still like a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, right. although she seems so mature and she's made to seem like more of like in her twenties and stuff like that, I feel. Um, like, she still is a teenager, and, like, the fact that she keeps, like, a lot of her, um, what's it called? A lot of her emotions are, and her thoughts are focused on Gail and Peta. Like, that just shows, again, like, she's a young adult. She's not yeah. focused on her family. Like, she thinks about it, and it's definitely a factor for her. But her, like, first, like, a lot of times what she thinks about is her boys. romance yeah. and boys. So, I don't know. Oh, Which I think really it keeps, keeps her grounded, like... Maybe not grounded, but just, like, keeps her more of a real character, that she's not so concerned with Prim. Like, realistically, like, could you really expect, like, a 17-year-old to be, like, organizing how to get their family out of a city? Like, no, like, you can't really expect that. Yeah, like, to a certain degree you can, but, like, not constant, 100%, that's what they're thinking. It's just, like, this whole sense of responsibility and maturity that she had to obtain throughout it when her mother, like, lost sight of everything. Right, she had to become the adult. I think it's now that, like, her mother's back in the game. She can start focusing a little bit more on being a teenager. And worry about herself. And worry about herself, which she's really not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's new for her. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably why she has so many has, has so much trouble with her emotions, because she couldn't think about herself and her own emotions, you know what I mean? So that's why she's emotionally stunted now. Yeah. Because she couldn't <laughs> focus on that. She couldn't yeah, think about for it. such a long time, it was like, don't need to worry about that, where it's like, now it's like she's kind of, she doesn't have any more distractions. I yeah. mean, she does, but like, not to the degree that she had before. She's faced with herself. Yeah. So, she starts thinking about how District 12 can replicate District 8's uprising, which she heard about the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that this is possible, that District 12 could have replicated District 8's uprising. What do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean replicate, and why would they want to replicate? Because, well, I'm going to get to in a few minutes that the mines have been shut down, and, like, everyone's really starving, like, but everyone's kind of staying in their homes, and they're not, like, coming out. Yeah. And they're really, like, you know, disassociating and everything. Mm -hmm. Um... I mean, do you think it's possible for her to rally up people for an uprising? Like, we know that doesn't happen. Oh, you're saying, like, right now, if she went out in the blizzard, and, like, do you think she would be able to do it by herself? 
or even with, like, Hamish Pita, like, her, her peers, like, do you think that... Um, I feel like she might be able to do it in District 12, but it wouldn't have any effect like it does in Book do you, 3, because... Do you really think that, like, people, like, citizens in District 12 would, like, put their own lives at risk for this? Yeah, I feel like if they saw, if Katniss was going, like, door-to-door and it was personal, like, because Katniss right now is, like, an idol. She's, right. like, a figure, like, not only did she win the whole Hunger Games, but she's from their district, you know, so, like... But at the same time, she's trouble. They don't, they don't want to be near her. They, she even says... Oh, right, because when she's out, stuff like that. When she's out, like, in town, like, people kind of, like, disperse away from her because they don't want to, like, be associated, like, oh, you're with her, like... You know, we're going to get you for this and that, like the peacekeepers. And, right. So they don't want to get in trouble with her. That's true. I feel like it, it wouldn't work. That yeah. she she would go to doors and they'd be like, no, or they wouldn't answer the doors and say, go away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that could be true. I feel like, yeah, it could either go where no one wants to answer the doors with her or how she would go up to people's door, they would be inspired, but it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Because especially since the peacekeepers are, like, cracking down, yeah. it would stop Definitely. right away in District 12. This proves my point in saying that Katniss really isn't the whole face of the... Like, she's... Yeah. She isn't, like, she's not the true leader of the rebellion. And she actually starts questioning this, and she acknowledges she does... Which she does not so, have the qualities needed for a leader. Which makes so frustrating. Right. Like, this... Like, I hate this on how, like... The readers get to think that it's because of Katniss the rebellion's happening. No. no, it's not because of Katniss. I still think there's like some whole fallacy. She's whole, a puppet. I, oh, my God, puppet. Yeah. oh my God! Oh my God! How <laughs> no. dare you? Okay, finish Matt, because I have a really good point. No, it's fine. Just go for it. Okay, so you know how like her and um, Peter were like, I don't want to be a piece in her game. She's still a piece in their games, but it's someone else's she, game. She never, she never agrees. Whose game is it, Mariah? She never. <laughs> it's. Um, no, I'm like, I'm trying to shut him up and focus yeah, on you. Yeah, it's, it's the people who want the rebellions game. Again, so it's another political group. This is like Charles Heavensby, like, this is yeah, his game. Yeah, think about it. Like, this is another political party who wants their their actions. Or you could think of it like it's a game, but it's like, it's a chess game, right? Because yeah. we're going with this whole chess analogy. It's the capital on one side and the and the rebels on another side, exactly. and they're like fighting it out. And now she's gone from being. This is just a pawn. Yeah, she's. I a don't pawn. know. If she's a pawn. She's higher than that. She's maybe at least she's a, a rook or a something. A knight or a queen or something. Yeah. maybe. But I like. I feel like you can't say that she's a knight or a queen because the fact is she she's not the one behind this. She doesn't have all the power. She's just the face of it. Exactly. So really, yeah. she is. I feel like she is just like a pawn or something because she was the face of what the capital wanted by showing. This is, you know, a victor. This is what it is, you know? And I was now madly in love with Peter. That's why I ate the berries. Yeah, so this is like the capital's right. view of it. And now she's had to switch. And in the third book, she switches to being just the face of and the pawn of a different party. You and know? The, Yeah. And, like, even Coin was okay with her dying for it and being a martyr. So I think it's ironic how, like, she doesn't want to be part of their game when, really, she's always a part of their game because she can't start her own game. And therefore, she's not a true leader. Yeah. So how people can't look up to her because she's not a leader because she doesn't know how to lead. She's always, like we said last episode, she always has the help of somebody. Like, either it be Gail Coyne or Plutar or Hamish. She yeah. never really makes the decision by herself. Yes. Because she With always the, has someone influence. In the games, she does. Like, the 74th game, she not did. Really. But I feel like that's just... In the first Hunger Games that she was in, I feel like that was more survival instinct. Yeah. That was fight or flight, you know? That was stuff she had to do. And yes, she had survival skills, but she doesn't have I'm gonna lead a country skills, you know what I mean? You know, even the only... (laughs) 
Nice. The only type of leadership <laughs> she really had was when she was with Rue in that game, and Rue died. I mean, I'm, she just, failed. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's not her fault. Well, I don't know. It's debatable if it's Katniss's fault. <laughs> she died, but... Um, <laughs> snot. So much. Snot. <laughs> it's not it. a problem. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I'll get out of She's always a piece in a game, basically. And I just think that's an irony. And that we yeah, I, found it, I found it extremely frustrating. Yeah. Now, like, how dare she? Well, we're, we're talking about how she's not a leader, and she's actually acknowledging, acknowledging this but in the chapter. But she still goes through it. Why does she become She doesn't have a choice, Matthew. And she, she doesn't have a choice. In Mockingjay, she, she doesn't accept their thing of becoming the Mockingjay. Mm. Until she realizes she really doesn't have a choice. She has to. Yeah. So you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. So when she's yeah. saying how she doesn't have the qualities of being a leader, she thinks of PETA and, you know, in the words. She says words. I think of words and I think of PETA, how people embrace everything he says, mm. how he can move a crowd to action. I bet if he chooses to. He could move a crowd to action, I bet, if he chooses to. Um, do, you do you think PETA's a leader? Sorry. That's my question. Oh, really? Go oh, high it. five. I have snots. Oh, snot hands. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not in the nose. It's not in the hands. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like he, he starts out as the face of a movement, but he's got good enough ideas that he could maybe not be the leader, but be like a co-leader. Yeah. Like he would need, he would definitely need someone to help him. With like experienced like, military yes, experience. Yes, because yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't view him as someone who could be like, yes, send my army here and attack these people. He, he, he wouldn't. He's more peaceful. You yeah. Know? Um, so, but I do feel like he starts out as a face, but he's got a good enough head on his shoulders that he could be a leader. Do you think that Susan Collins should have put him as the leader? Like, swap roles of um, him and Katniss? No. No? No. That's interesting. I think people appeal more to a female than they do to a Yeah. As a main character? No. No, it's like... I do. I wouldn't read yeah, it. Yeah, that, that too. I said, like, Peter being the main character of the book? Yeah. Oh, well, no. Definitely okay, not. okay, take the main character off the table. Having PETA be the leader or the Mockingjay, however we're yeah, going to say that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, like, would it have been better to see him in no. that role and I think Katniss people, like getting said, hijacked? People appeal more to a girl. Because you're, you're saying You're saying, like, Panem would appeal... Uh, Panem would appeal more to okay. Katniss because, because women are more empowering, in a sense. Um, I think it's the opposite. I think oh. it's because... No, I think you have a good point. That's one view on it, but I also think... That women always have this stereotype that they're feminine, that that they don't have like they don't they shouldn't be working they shouldn't be exactly like, I think it's you know? I think it's your point and my point like combined so yes women are normally viewed especially in this society I feel like the, in the book society in, the, in, in our book society, society. Okay, well, in the book. book but in the book the setting is that women aren't going into the mines it's the men who are going into the mines true. in District Twelve I mean and I'm sure it's the same we way. have a male president of course we do have coin but that's after the rebellion so it's yeah. after change so again women are aren't viewed as a high up in society do you think that Susan Collins had that intentionally that she could have put women as completely equal yeah. but she kind of wants that's one of her things that she's targeting a fault in our society that women are not equal to men like yeah. they're not getting a lot of points for younger listeners that aren't aware um. A lot of women will get paid less for the same position as a man. Yep. There's, like, laws against it now. But, yeah. But it's it's hard to regulate that. Yeah. So, and I don't know if she did it intentionally. It might just be a thing where people sit around and analyze that, and then authors are like, 
oh, never thought of that before. Yeah, kind you of know thing. what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, maybe in her, yeah, like, she's so used to having women as lower rank that she just, like, normally put it in her book, and she yeah. might just associate a bad government, like, maybe, you know, this is, to us, a com- con- communism is pretty bad, like, for, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to It's not necessarily bad, but, like, in our school system, they kind of put it out to be bad. Yeah. From what we learned. Exactly. And so, like, I think, and in communism, like, women aren't, you know, you know, I don't want to make any statements that aren't true. That right. That are so stereotypical. But I just feel like, in bad governments, women aren't on top. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I think you. that's why she made it this way, because it's a dystopian novel, and this is, like, not a great government, so that means women can, it's not equal. Right. More that, forget what men and women, but it's, there's no equality. Mm-hmm. And in, in many what, ways, like the rich and the poor, yes. you know. So that's what makes it a dystopian novel. Definitely. I don't even know where we started off. I mean, we talked about who's a good leader, <laughs> I oh. guess. But yeah, PETA would be a good leader. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to vote on that I one. Guess. Oh, we were talking about if oh. it would be different in PETA and Kat. Mockingjay. If Peter yeah, a Mockingjay. So I feel like Katniss is a good Mockingjay because, yeah, she's not expected to... She is, like, this woman who, woman who is, like, she's fragile and delicate, and that's what makes her such a good leader because she beat this stereotype. She okay. isn't fragile. She is the winner of the Hunger Games twice in a row. Kind of. Gotcha. Well, like, once th- and kind of, like, half a Hunger right. Games. <laughs> I think that it would have been good to keep her as the Mockingjay because she kind of does have, um... I mean, as I picture her in my mind, like the face of a rebellion, as we keep saying. And yeah. Like, and the whole, like, bow and arrow thing, how she's strong or strength. But I think Peter would have made a good, like, leader kind mm-hmm. of thing. If he didn't get hijacked, I wonder if he would have kind of fulfilled that, that he like would have been... Or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or, like, someone that... You know how Katniss went into the hospital um, for one of the districts and kind of met with people and kind of gave them hope? Yeah. Um, like, that was a little different for her, and she kind of, like, I think took on, like, thought, like, what would Peta do in this situation? Tried to act like him? Yeah. Where it's, like, if if Peta hadn't been hijacked and he was with her, like, he would have been doing that, and she kind of would have been, like, um, I don't know, he would have stepped it up, and she kind of would have, like, let him take the lead on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right. Good mini discussion there. Yeah. So, Prim and Katniss's mom tend to gale using snow and other, um, herbal, uh, remedies. And so Katniss realizes her mom knows what she's doing and feels bad about yelling her, um, yelling at her the day before, like, can't you do more? Like, snow isn't enough. Not the president, but the actual physical yeah. snow. Just to be specific. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Stop. So, and then Katniss's mom responds um, by saying, I've heard worse. You've seen how people are when someone they love is in pain. So then Katniss is kind of like someone they love. The word numbs my tongue as if it's been packed in snow coat. Snow coat, okay. Of course I love okay. Gail, but what kinds of lo- what kind of love does she mean? So she's kind of like going on a little rant about, you know, yeah. how does she love Gail? I feel and like all she's that. so immature when she does this. Like, like yeah, it is kind of annoying. And, like, and then she kind of has like has to run around and be like, I swear I'm not in love with him. What do you tell you? Yeah. I don't like him. Boys have like, booties. Yeah, like, like a little six like like, like, I don't love on. him. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't deal. like him. Stop saying that. Yeah, yeah. it's annoying. Um, and then she kind of, so towards the end of her little rant about, I don't love him, but I kind of love him. I don't know. <laughs> she says she hope, she hopes Gail doesn't remember their kiss. She's not sure if she he was actually, like, conscious for that yeah. moment of time. Um, 
So then she calls Pete on the phone, because they have those now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since they're in the Victor's village. Um, to tell him she wants I'm to talk sorry, to him was... and Hamish. <laughs> she's like, calls on the phone, because they have those now. Um, <laughs> you know those things? Yeah. You know. Um, so she calls him because she wants to talk to him and Hamish without saying anything over the phone because she has this fear of it being tapped mm-hmm. by the capital. It's probably. Yeah. So it probably do, do you guys think it is? Okay, yeah. absolutely. Nice question. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I wrote, do you think it is? Question mark. We answered before you yeah. even asked. <laughs> we hang out too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So during the storm, nothing much happens, as I've said, and after... Peter and Katniss um, bring Hamish to the town after kind of they've, uh, the snow has been shoveled and it's like 10 feet high on the sides of the sidewalks. Um, Katniss brings up the idea of an uprising. Um, so first she wants to run away, now she wants to have a Yeah, uprising. she keeps going back and forth with the whole thing. Oh my She's god. Like, this like, is why she couldn't be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. She She's not decisive. where her head is. Yeah. All over the place. So, in response, Hamish just ignores her and goes on about wedding plans, like, completely just, yeah, like, yep, okay, anyway. Um, so, as they're walking, they're kind of noticing all the changes that District 12 has undergone um, since the blizzard. So, peacekeepers are now all over, on the rooftops, with guns. So, it says, quote, an official whooping post, several stockades, and gallows. What's, what's a gallow? Sorry, I haven't shaved. Do you guys know? <laughs> a gallows? Yeah, gallows. gallows. That is like a prison. Yeah. Oh. Send you to the gallows. The prison. What, what am I doing? They also remark how the hob is on fire, or not on fire, it was on fire and they burned it and everything. Um, and also, because the hob is now burnt down, there's no way to get alcohol anymore. And so, Hamish uh, remarks how he's going to get some rubbing alcohol to drink, which is like, you're not supposed to do that. That's really highly toxic to the human body. Seventy <laughs> percent isopropanol. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I just made that up. Okay, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it, it's interesting that like Katniss and Peta saved the bottles up of the white wine. Why is that really interesting, Kira? <laughs> well, it's interesting that they thought <laughs> yeah? to do that to like protect Hamish. Like they actually have him in mind to like protect him. Wait, why that's kind of sweet. I don't know if that's why interesting. Because the, <laughs> the hob is on fire. Can you listen, please? Thank you. Oh, the hob's on fire. So, like, do you think who do you think set the fire? The Capitol. Bum That's a good question. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> he said it in the book. Um, no, I'm just saying how it's interesting that Haymitch was protecting them, and now they're protecting Haymitch, and it's this whole nice little relationship. Yeah, it's symbiotic. Um, yeah. Oh, oh pit word. ACP word. Um, oh, so District 12 is, as I was saying before, is like deserted. Everyone's in their houses, and um, they're all starving. And so Katniss goes to check on um, Gail's mom, Hazel. And, um, because she hasn't checked on Gail yet, so she's wondering if something is wrong with Hazel, and, um, she's tending to Posey because she's sick. And, um, so, and she's also, now, uh, the family is, her business is washing people's clothes, and now no one wants to have their clothes washed by her because they're afraid that the peacekeepers will, um, come and attack them. So now she, they don't really have any income, so um, she becomes Haymitch's housekeeper. Um, and the mines, as I said before, are now closed for two weeks, or they were closed for two weeks, 
And once they open again, their wages are cut in half. So, like, times are really, really hard. Um, kids are signing up for Tesserae, um, but the, the, what do you call it, the grain and oil isn't coming yet, so um, District 12 is in a really bad place. So, and then, so, District 12 is going through all this hard time, but yet the wedding is still on, mm-hmm. um, which Katniss is reminding it of when the wedding dresses that were approved from Snow arrive. And to get away from all this stress, Katniss goes in the woods, so she's on a mission to visit the lake to reflect on the memories of her father, and she kind of remarks this will probably be the last time she gets to visit. Mm. Um, do you think that, I mean, it wasn't a good idea to go in the woods, but, and we can understand why she did, but should she have gone in the woods? Like, um, for that one last time of, like, remarking, not remarking, of I don't know. reflecting back? I feel like, I don't know, if this is, if this was me, and of course, I don't know, I feel like it's hard, because, like, I wouldn't do any of this, but I'm right. not a book character, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't make a good story in my life, it wouldn't make a good story. I don't know, I just, I don't think it was, like, a great idea, because it's like, come on, really? It's kind of like, dumb, it's like, you're you're in this whole, like, you could say a recession in District 12 and yeah. everything, and you're gonna go out and reminisce yeah. about your father, like, mm-hmm. what? That's where it's hard, because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this stuff isn't necessarily realistic, but they have, like, Suzanne Collins had to do it because it's, like, this is what you want in a book character. Like, you want, like, it seems like to us, she's doing, like, a lot of self-reflection that's not exactly realistic, but it's, like, you have to do that because she's the first person there. She can't just be completely logical, otherwise it'd be very boring yeah. to read. Or you would have to have, like, a ton of major events not in order yeah. for her never to self-reflect, you right. know? So once she um, is far enough into the woods, she sees smoke coming out of the little cement house, um, and footprints, and she hears the click of the weapon behind her, and she's a little, um, she's a little dehydrated, she's not really, like, quick on her feet and everything, so, um, so this person is in the peacekeeper uniform, mm-hmm. and then Katniss has her arrow, like, pointed at them, ready to fly, and then the person she's drops the, the weapon, yeah. yeah, she's in the woods, so the person in the peacekeeper uniform drops the weapon, and so she's still intending to kill them when she spots a mockingjay and a cracker um, that the person's holding. When she says, like, wait, and she sees it, so then she kind of diverts the arrow. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're left off. Do you think they know it's Katniss? Um, right, I think they were pointing the weapon, and then once Katniss turned around and they mm-hmm. saw it was Katniss, because obviously, I mean, you can yeah. tell it's Katniss, it's like her face. And she's got an arrow pointing yeah. at her. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's when they drop the, their weapon. Like, wait, hold up. Mm-hmm. So We're on your side. Yep, and that's cool. actually the end of part one. So Ooh. we'll get into part two, the quell, next episode. Finally. Okay, well, thank you, Kira, for that lovely chapter analysis. Yeah, that was a analysis. good chapter analysis. It was okay. It was a boring chapter. It so It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we move on to Capital Opera. Which, every episode, I select a song, or Kira selects a song, whatever we feel like doing. Um, Trying to be a little enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get to do after school! <laughs> and so, so, it relates to, actually, the entire series. So, um, But what song is it? I'm getting there. Alright. The song I selected uh-huh. is going to be 50 Ways to Say Goodbye by Train. Alright, don't talk to me like I'm five. <laughs> Even though we probably do have listeners that are five. No, we don't. Keep... Keep it going. So, we're going to take a listen to it. And here we go. My heart is paralyzed. My head was 
I think this relates more to like, um, uh, like a parent telling a younger sibling what happened to their brother, daughter that was in the Hunger Games, brother or sister that was in the Hunger Games. Uh-huh. Like they're probably too young to understand the complexities of the Hunger Games. You're saying this is from so the perspective like, of a parent to yes, a child. Yes, so it's sort of like saying that fifty ways um, to say goodbye, like fifty ways to say goodbye. Um, in the song, he lists like different ways that the person could have died. Right. So the but list could be a list of excuses the parent is telling their younger son or daughter. Your brother or sister died for the like for these reasons, not just not because of the hunger games, because the hunger games is such a complex issue that they're really not ready for, to understand yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But like they do grow up telling. with it, so it's kind of like slowly you come to realize like people. Yeah, but at, like, no, here, get this, hear this. Okay, so with Katniss, Katniss's kids won't get to experience the Hunger Games. So maybe she's right. talking about why her why Prim was killed. Right. That's true. I that, like that. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Ooh, I like that much. one. It was your that's idea. Good. And I just built on it. And I just said, yeah, yeah, good job. So, um, I really like the song. I like the Mariachi, uh, mariachi band. It's, it's very cool. new. Even though it sounds like a Phantom of the Opera song. Why do you say that? <laughs> why do I say that? Because it's true. I hate when other artists steal other songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, the Madonna song and how Lady Gaga took it over. Yeah, what, yep. yeah, What's which that? song was that? I don't remember which song But it I remember that being like, this sounds exactly And like, like during, song. during one of Madonna's concerts, she starts singing her song, and then halfway through she switches to the Lady Gaga song, but the music didn't change. Uh, so funny. Or maybe it was the opposite. She started yeah. Lady Gaga, whatever it was, it was, it was big, yeah. big thing in the pop culture. Uh-huh. Yeah kids are listening to these days um all right so our last um our second to last segment because we have mock and mail um is fanfic followers in this segment we recommend and read a snippet of a hunger games fan fiction so the fanfic this week is you'll be all right by tribute girl our very own listener and it takes place in the arena during the 74th games when Peter goes back to the girl who lit a fire to take care of it um so yeah i know you're gonna like this one matt you really you really are um, so during our live show, when we did a movie commentary, where Mariah regretfully could not join us, I know. Um, she did stuff. I'm a bad host. <laughs> we it's discussed uh, if we thought Peter really did kill the girl. Um, me when like um, the one that Katniss rolls her eyes at that makes a fire in the middle of the night yeah. during the 74th games. Um, so during the live show, a uh, tribute girl commented that she wrote fan fiction about it. So here it is. Who wants to read it? Because I've talked enough for today. I'll read it. Cool. I um, I don't know. Murder. I have like, a I don't know. It's kind of a lot, but 
You can, like, stop whenever you want. This is just okay. an idea or whatever. Maybe I'll stop where it's, like, a cliffhanger so people have to read more. Ooh, yeah, because we'll, okay. we'll, we'll post it on the website okay, under segments and pictures. I crouched down, getting a good look of the girl that wasn't screaming in fear as Kato plunged a sword into her gut. She was naturally beautiful, with locks of soft ginger hair that went down past her shoulder. In the glow of fire, I could see her eyes were now open, brown orbs that seemed to glow even more with the fire. I remember her in her interview dress, and it was such a shame she had to become a victim of the games. As I came closer, I could see that a moan was escaping her lips. This wasn't good. This wasn't good at all. It's all right, I whispered to her from the ground, even though I know it won't end up all right for her. You're fine. The girl unrolls herself weakly, looking up into my face. There I can see the full face of the wound, and dark crimson has clung to her entire bottom half. I could only imagine the pain she must be in right now, but somehow she ha- she was still clinging on to life. Her eyes flickered, probably wondering if I was an angel or what. Or what? Okay. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to do this like I'm dying. Who? Her voice trails off. Your name. (laughs) I'm Peta, I tell the girl who looks back at me innocently. Can you tell me yours? Trinity, she murmurs. Your name is very beautiful, I tell her, smiling. I could have sworn the edges of her lips hooked up as well. When I hear... Oops, oops, sorry. Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) When I hear your name, I think of a beautiful sunset. You see, I'm a baker and I frost cakes. So if I can, I'll paint a picture, too. One time I painted the sun setting over the Rockies of District 12. She nods weakly, but I can tell she's fading. I just want to make sure she's as comfortable as she could be, could possibly be to make sure she has a moment's peace to make up for the terrible sin Cato inflicted on her. It wasn't fair. I remember what I told Katniss. I wasn't just going to be a piece in these games. And I would show the Capitol right here, right now. And then one time I painted an angel, <laughs> and then one time a bear came. No, <laughs> sorry. No. And then one time I painted an angel floating above in the sky, and her wings became the clouds. I leaned into Trinity, since I feared she was in a state where she couldn't hear me. I'm sure it's very beautiful up there. I knew she was. A, I knew she was still alive, as I could hear her breathing. But Trinity didn't have the strength to look at me in the eyes anymore. Her eyelids had dropped slightly, and her head was now in the dirt. It wouldn't be long now, but, oh, how I wish this couldn't be happening in the first place. Just close your eyes, little angel, I whispered to the broken girl, and everything will be all right, I swear. Her eyes fluttered closed, but she was still alive. There was still a gentle breath coming from her. You'll be all right. That was when I noticed her breath. breathing had stopped. Okay, breathing had stopped. She no longer felt warm in my hands, and then I knew. With a sign shaking my head, I lifted myself from Trinity. Now she looked like she was sleeping by her fire besides the blood that was stuck to her outfit. I noted, I narrowed my eyes. Katie would have an explanation, wouldn't he? So very carefully, I smeared some of her blood onto my neck, just in case. This is an interesting take on Sorry, what I happened. read the whole thing. I, I no, was, no, it, it was, was good. really good. It was it great. It was good, yeah. Definitely like when listeners send in their own things instead of us hunting some down, you know? Yeah, that's great. Mockingjay mail. Mockingmail. <laughs> Mockingmail. Okay. Mockingmail. Or we read and respond to your listener emails, tweets, and Facebook posts. Preferably emails. That's the easiest way to contact us. You can send in your feedback to nightlockpodcast@gmail.com. Your email may even be read on the show, as many listeners' emails are. 
So since we're running short on time, we'll just read one, which is, it's pretty long, so we can just pick it, what we want to read here. Shall I read it? Sure, go for it. Okay. Dear Nightlock, I really love listening to you guys and always look forward to your awesome podcast. And by the way, I voted for you a bunch of times to podcast awards. Thank you. Oh, just want to stop there. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, just want to stop there. And um, thanks for everyone who voted for us for the podcast awards. Um, we will find out next weekend the, what does that say, for the Sunday, the last Sunday of the month? 28th. The 28th. Uh, yeah, we'll find out the 28th if we got nominated. I'm, it's, it'd be a long shot if we do, just because we're going up against a lot of huge podcasts. Um, but it's great, you know, it's good effort. Um, hope, hopefully we will get nominated, but, you know. My parents nominated. <laughs> I, told, I, like, told everyone. I was like, please nominate me. I know, I sent a uh, Facebook message to, like, 200 people. I was like, yeah. nominate me! Um, okay. So... First, um, go back to the email here. First, a couple of episodes ago, you mentioned that Madge was really the face of the rebellion, and she started the whole thing and planned it out. I believe that if Madge hadn't given Katniss the pin, someone else, something else would have been, something else would have been a symbol of the rebellion, a bow, an arrow, or a tree, or something else, because people didn't rally behind Katniss for the pin. They rallied for her actions and for all the hype District 13 gives her. Um, I think I still think it was Madge. I disagree. You still think it's Madge? I think Madge plays this huge important role in it. And she secretly planned all of it. Like, she's... No, I'm serious. She was 16 at the time that Katniss got reaped. So, 16? 16, you're really going to plan all that out? I don't know. Yeah, he's nodding. (laughs) One of the old days where you just nod, and I'd be like, he's nodding. (laughs) Um, I don't know. The old days. days. (laughs) As in yesterday. No. Um, I think that's a valid point. I see his... Because her, I agree, yeah. her. I see her, um, point how, I don't know. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't think she, oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Maya here, um, the listener that's writing the email. Um, yeah, I don't agree with Matt on, like, the whole, sh- she planned it all out. Like, I'm thinking that maybe she had a thought, oh, maybe this will cause a rebellion. Like, no. maybe it flickered across her mind. I but... don't. I definitely think that was all her. Okay. Okay. It's my opinion, Kira. Okay. Um, so, along with my whole Madge spiel, I think that Gail and Deli Cartwright would make a really good couple. Much better than Madge and Gail. I think we've talked about it before, like, Madge and Gail being a couple. Um, Deli and Gail both... I would like Madge and Gail being a couple. I know, I like that. Like, the way Why Deli like, Cartwright? I know, it's so She's random. like a fake character, isn't she? <laughs> because. <laughs> She's not even real. She's fake, so they be um, Deli and Gail both lost their best friends to the Hunger Games and had to watch them fall in love with someone else on TV. I think they would really understand what the other was going through. And Deli, with her upbeat and really happy attitude and smiles, would help uplift Gail, who's always so morbid, sad, and serious. Is Deli... Deli Deli have a crush on Peter? Deli Deli? (laughs) Deli 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 Deli. Did Deli have a crush on Peter? I... Does she even play a big role? She is in Mockingjay, yeah. She is in District 13. That's what I remember. Yeah. I don't know. I think Madge and Gail, now that I think of it, I think they would be cute. Uh, yeah, I always like them together. Because Madge is, like, really smart, like, Matt. Like, if you're going with Matt's opinion of her, then she's, like, really smart, and, like, and Gail has the force behind it. Yeah, I, I like them together. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> you're into that. I really like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't Um... So the email goes on to say, you're also talking about the fatal flaw the main character always has, trying to protect others. This is what we talked about last summer right? that you missed out on. Um, I remember in Percy Jackson that his fatal flaw that he talks with Annabeth about when they cross the sea of monsters. Dubbed a fatal, fatal, <laughs> fatal flaw is called a harm, harmatia. Harmatia. 
I well, think remember it, that one. It's like, it's either Harmatia or Hamartia. Okay. I'll, I'll let we'll you look it pronounce up. all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it means flatal fall. Flatal. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he talks about with Annabeth, when they cross the Sea of Monsters and pass the Sirens Island. Um, you guys probably don't know what she's no. talking about. That's okay, just keep reading. I do, because I'm a huge Percy Jackson keep fan. Reading. And you couldn't think of a main character off the top of your head that didn't have its character- characteristic other than Harry Potter. Uh, I don't know if any of you have read the series, The Infernal Devices, by Cassandra Clare. I have, huge I fan. I have. Um, the first book, didn't like it. No, you sh- you're thinking of Mortal Instruments. Oh, it's also by Cassandra Clare. Same world, but different time period. It is almost like a prelude to the Mortal Instruments, and one of the main characters is a real jerk for the for. Okay, I don't want to, like ruin that, so I'll skip that. Um, he turns out to have a valid reason for this, but damaged him. Okay, that didn't really make sense. But anyway, her point is just giving us more characters that have that fatal flaw. That fatal flaw. Because I was coming short and told listeners to email in with stuff, because yeah. So thank you for doing this podcast. Can't wait for the next episode. Here you are. Um, your avid listener, Maya. So, thank you for that email, Maya. Um, so, yeah, we'll wrap up the show. So, if you're interested in starting your own website over at squarespace.com, there's two-week trial for you because you're a Nightlock podcast listener. So, to run your very own website, including your own domain name, such as .com, .org, .net, all that good stuff, email us host at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. You can also email us with any other comments about this episode or previous ones. Just shoot us an email again. That's nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. You can also click the contact form on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. That was nice. So, like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash pod, P-O-D. And try, wait, let me try, let me try. Okay. All right. Just remind me we haven't added. Okay. You can find all those links to our website, again, because you haven't heard it enough times, Um, And this isn't, like, a plug, so I just, well, it is, but we don't say this every week. So, um, last episode, we um, told you guys about a new... Um, Feature on our website, Mariah, I'm not sure if you're aware. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> if I am aware. Um, so we have a new feature on our website we want to remind you about. You can sign up for email alerts now. Oh. So when episodes are uploaded or announcements are made, a.k.a. we make a post on the website, you'll be updated by email. So in order to have this feature activated, you can sign up um, by just going to our website, nightlockpodcast.com, and on the right sidebar, you'll see a box where you can insert your email address, um, then you'll receive an email to confirm you do want um, updates on us. So you'll just click a link or something. I don't know. Follow the instructions. And then you will be updated when we have a new episode. So Because a lot of listeners have been emailing in about, you know, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I don't get the updates. Um, so that's, that's, so cool. that's for you guys. I enjoy that. Oh, just before we do our last segment, mm-hmm. which is recommendations, I would like to make a shout-out to my sister, because she's the only member of my family who listens to my podcast, <laughs> and really? she's in China right now, and she really misses me a lot, so it's nice for her to hear my voice, so I just want to say shout-out to my sister in China. Preach it! So, hello, goodbye, all right, recommendations. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, hello, Shay. Um... All right, so recommendations. I did not think of one ahead of time. Neither did I. I got actually, nothing. actually, I, I got one in my head. Out of books. Okay. Yeah, me too. That Wait. Good enough. To think ever. about that for a moment, because um, I'm gonna look at my bookshelf. Matt, have you read The Perks of Being a Wallflower? No. I want to read it. I always thought it was Wallflower, and I finally realized it's Wallflower. I want to read it because there's a movie coming out with Emma Watson. It's already out. And Logan Learman. Okay. Yeah, it's already out. We should see it when it goes to Edmund. Or we could actually just pay like $10. I don't want to pay $10. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I'm so cheap. I haven't, been to, I haven't been there since the Hunger Games, okay? So bad. 
See, I'll pay ten fifty for the Hunger Games. Is the is Catching Fire coming out this summer? No. November. Are you kidding me? Are, November twenty seventh. Get out! Like, like, you just spit on me. <laughs> I will get out. November twenty second, no. two thousand and thirteen. It's on his eighteenth birthday. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Was I supposed to say that? No, uh, we've said it before. Oh, we have. Okay. Um, we're not gonna be together. Yeah, we'll yeah we be will, cause we'll be home for college. Thanksgiving. Oh right. And every Thanksgiving after that, so it yes. all works. Okay. Um, so I have a book recommendation. I would say it's for see if it has an age thing on here. Sometimes they do. Oh. Probably middle schoolers. I think I read like fourth grade or so. The Wanderer by Sharon Creech. Uh, Creech, right? Creech, yes. Creech. Sharon Creech. Um, it's about these um, teenagers. I believe they're teenagers. I read it a really long time ago, fourth grade. Um, oh. yeah. It's a good book, though. Um, stop. You're <laughs> making this sound weird. Um, and it's about teenagers <laughs> on a ship. And, and it's really interesting because each chapter is... Like a um, sailboat ship? <laughs> like a vessel? Yes. Dog? Cruise ship? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, like no, you're right. It's, it's like a sail trip. Sail trip. A yacht? I'm trippy. Okay. Sail ship. Okay. Okay, sorry. No idea what you're talking about. Um, so, what's interesting about this, Mariah? Yeah. Because you're so interested to know, is that each chapter is narrated by a different character. I so. that. I like when books do that. It was, I hate that. It, but the thing was, is my mom read this aloud to me in the woods, because that's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's walk to the woods just so we can read this book. Shut up. Wait, did you really do that? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> right I in the woods like, over there. Like, you were, like, camping or something. That's kind of cute. We were playing the stream when she would read to us. We'd make oh, little dams. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, cute Kira. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. So, I didn't... She didn't realize... That each 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 um chapter was narrated by a different person, so we were confused the whole time. <laughs> Until the end, she saw it says like Sophie or Cody. She was like, "That's why it says it was." It's kind of uh, dumb moment for our family, but anyway. So it's it's a good book. I remember it being a good book. I can't tell you a whole lot about it, but it's you know. I remember it being good. I don't know why. Yeah. But. So yeah, check it out. The Wanderer by Sharon Creech. Cool. And I'm guessing you guys, don't you're all set. Um, we have gotten emails for book recommendations, but in order to recommend them, we would have to read them, so it's a whole dilemma there. But maybe, but, if you want to recommend a book, like any of the listeners, they could, like, tell us a little bit about it and why it's good. Yeah, some listeners have done that, too. So we yeah. could just say, like, Sophie so says, yeah. yeah. We could do that, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, any more, then. like, announcements? Any wrapping up no. things for the episode? No, I'm good. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Yeah, this is our last one for the month. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we already had an October episode, so this oh. is the last one. See you guys Happy. in November. Happy Halloween! Yep. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Okay. Okay. Alright. That's it, okay. Alright. Bye, guys. Peace out. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. End. Okay, what do they do? Scene. Is that what they say? Mark. Scene. Mark. And cut. Before the hilarious bloopers, I just wanted to let you listeners know about a Hunger Games event coming up. It's called The Hunger Runs, which is an adventure race like no other. It is designed with obstacles and challenges guaranteed to test your strength and endurance. You'll compete to win an insane 5K course. So whether you want to take on the challenge of finishing atop your wave, or just like to enjoy a day of obstacles with your friends, The Hunger Runs is plenty for everyone. 
The Hunger Runs is holding its first ever premier entertainment 5K obstacle course, consisting of archery, wall climbing, spear tossing, and even balls of fire. So run the distance, shoot your way to victory, and win the Hunger Runs. This race will take place Saturday, January 12th in Santa Clarita, California. Being a Nightlock Podcast listener, you can use discount code HUNGERACTIVE and save 20% off. So to use this, go to HungerRuns.com. Are you going to show us the pictures? Yeah. I like pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I did not have pulled out this coloring book. Okay. This is like the most amazing part of my day. Okay. Stop talking. Did you just take the box? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How dare you? Get off my back. This is going to be such a long episode. (laughs) I want to color on color. (coughs) Do what I want. (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what color to color. Okay. My little furry person. What'd you say? Get this out of my set. You You just said... (laughs) All right. Do you think it's external forces that are making her that... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> definitely gonna bleep that one out. Oops. <laughs> Repeat the question. <laughs> Alright. Without using vulgar language, I will repeat the question. Um. Oops. Yum cannolis. <laughs> I know every time I open that I get hungry. There are many Not dangers going through the planet core, like this OPC killer. Who's now Rainbow? <laughs> Reminds me of the reading Rainbow. What am I doing with this? Do you want to color? Okay. It's like a bubblegum rock. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> it is a city <coughs> land place. What? Is that a Gungam? It's Gangnam. Get it? Gangnam style? Well, nope. You guys don't know Gangnam style? Oh my god! What? Oh my god, I'm sorry, can we just pause this first? We're looking this up. I can't believe it. you guys don't get it. Oh my god. Kira, you just saw it. I don't think you never mind. Kira loves it. She's so glad I showed it to her. I am. Oh, you actually I just, I just so, touched you, snot touched you. Oh my god, I was trying to get out of this mask. Ew, you here. It's like ill if it's mine, but his is like, oh think? god. Things out like beep. Yes. <laughs> Just beep them out. I do like a funny word. 